0: I've been sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win, spend a little again, I've been for spittle to them, my God I riddled again,
2: I told them stop clowning around, they said what goes up comes down, I said I'm down with the sickness, my team stay ill now, come get this, I'm just so Davy Delight, I stay ready tonight, deep dive, we rise, that's the melee alright, Da Delight, Debbie Delight, da da, da da Davy Delight, hey Welcome to another episode of The Devon Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our rankings. We're going to tackle the running back position. Last week, we covered the quarterback position, which after listening to the episode, I kind of regret some of my picks. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't. Maybe I do. Um, As always, (laughs) I am joined by my
1: co-host here, Stoops. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, You love the quarterbacks. I like quarterbacks, but... The running backs, they're the fun ones, you know. They really are. They're fun. And it's its its always fun to go back. We've said this almost every episode that we do rankings, but it's fun to go back and look. Where did you have certain guys? Did you not have certain guys in there, you know, that you're just like, one, why are they not in there? Or two, hey, they've done enough now. Let's move them. Let's move them up into our top 15, top 10, top five. You know, who knows? So a little bit of movement on my end, but nothing uh, – Nothing too too crazy, but I do have some movement on my end. So definitely excited to to see uh you, you kind of told me off air you've got a you got a big one. So I'm excited to see who that is and where they moved and, and all that. So it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I've got a couple of guys. I had a couple of guys move uh some some big time spots. So my question before we dive into that is is for you, was any of the guys that haven't played yet, did that play a factor in any movement for you?
1: So I I will – and I won't say the name just yet. There was one guy that dropped out, but Mm -hmm. he was at my 15 spot anyway. Mm -hmm. So – and it's just his conference isn't playing. Um, Outside of that, if there was movement for guys who haven't played yet, I moved them down maybe one only because I might have moved someone up. So I took it into consideration, but I kept telling myself it's not fair to – drop them out or drop right. them major slots because they haven't played. We have game film on them from previous mm-hmm. seasons, so I have a feeling of them, but mm-hmm. it's not fair to truly drop them completely out, especially if I had them in top 10, right? There's no, to drop them completely out, um, you know, or even down in massive amount of slots, to me just felt like it wouldn't be fair just yet. Now, reassess in about two weeks, they play one, two games, and it looks a little different. Made, then it's a little different story. But uh, it did play a factor, but nothing substantial to where I, you know I had to really sit down and think hard. You know, well, am I going to keep them in? Am I not going to keep them in? So um, definitely kept them in, except for the one guy. But yeah. um, when I say them, it'll it'll kind of make sense. You know, some people don't even have them ranked at all. So um, yeah, a little awesome. bit, but not really.
2: And before we dive about that, I want to recap a little bit of what happened to the SEC last week. Um, the crazy thing, obviously, Georgia blew out Tennessee. We had Auburn win, uh, sneak by Arkansas, which I think Arkansas got robbed. But that's beside the point. Uh, Alabama and El- Ole Miss looks legit, man. Oh, man, yeah. Matt Corral. I am, I am, you know, I'm a quarterback guy. Matt Corral looks good, man. A couple more of these string. It impressed me that he did what he did against Alabama, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the big step. You know, it's kind of like um, – um Stenson today with Georgia obviously I'm going to talk about today people hear this whenever but Alabama versus Georgia today you know what I mean what, what he does today is going to be really like is this guy good or is he not I wrote about it in my uh, Dynasty Nerds piece that I said is the, I don't even know if this guy's good but he's played consistent he's played all right but um Kentucky beats Mississippi State Mississippi State looked great two weeks ago but now it's <laughs> the realistic thing about it is is LSU is just bad. That's the thing. Like it's not. Mississippi State came out the guns a blazing week one, and then they scored two points against Kentucky. Um, Missouri beats LSU, um, which is obviously a surprise. South Carolina um, beat Vanderbilt. Um, they blew the doors off Vanderbilt. Feel bad for Vanderbilt sometimes. And of course, the big game of the week: Texas A and M up. I guess I'm going to put air quotation upsets Florida. And yeah. I say air quotations because everybody's like, oh, this is now this is a question to you that I'm gonna pose to you that I wanted to pose to you off the air, but then I remembered I wanted to ask you on the air. So Texas AM beats Florida 4138, right? My question to you is this everybody's talking about this is Jimbo Fisher's first ever top five win against an opponent. My my thing is this. I feel like it's a somewhat fraudulent top five win. Do you agree with that? I'm not taking away from the win because it was a big win. But Florida's defense is trash. We, we've we noted that for back-to-back weeks now. But that's, again, not taking away from their loss or their win. But, you know, they're coming off that terrible game against Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. Alabama's cut and dry, uh, I think, above everybody else in this conference right now. But, again... Do you think this the, the the idea that he has this top five win now is a little bit fraudulent?
1: A little bit. Um, think about it. so correct me if I'm wrong, the rankings that were out did not have the big ten or pac-12 schools in it just yet. I mean, I know that they came out with their rankings of it, but they weren't in it just yet, right? As far think, as like the official Pac- ones.
2: I think the big ten was.
1: Maybe so because basically let's just say this: if all of the schools were playing per normal. I think Florida is eight. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, they're, not a, they're not. They're not. They're a top five. ten school, but they're right. not top five. So, and and I know a lot of a um, lot of people. Um, I believe you've even said, and I agree with you, the secondary of Florida um, questions. You know the defense really. The defense it just had some questions. So, will I take it? Yes. Is it a top five win? Yes. But but it, it doesn't. They don't feel like a top. Five team. The offense, sure, right? You know, yeah, um, sure. they, they they definitely they definitely showed that they've got that type of uh, play in them. But, no, it, it does feel, like you said, a little bit fraudulent. I, I would consider it more a top ten win. Yes, technically they were four. They were top five. I get it. But given a normal season, I'm thinking they're a top ten team, eight, nine ranked, um, which is still a big win. For sure. You know, but at the same time – I think this was this was the A and Let me rephrase. This was the Kellen Mond that we knew was there. Right. Right. We knew that when I say he has potential, like that's the Mond I'm talking about. The problem, I promise you, we won't see that Mond again for probably four weeks, if again this season. So
2: what's crazy to me is I'm on I'm on Twitter, right? To me, draft Twitter is crazy sometimes, very mm-hmm. crazy. Okay, so. People get lost in the moment. Okay. And I saw you have some banter with an individual on, on on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, nor do I really care. But the thing about it is, is we've seen what quarterbacks have done against Florida's defense this year. Only through three games, but we understand that they're not very good. Okay. So the thing about it is is Kellen Mond looked very good Saturday. Very, mm-hmm. very good, right? But the problem is I can't forget what he did against Alabama. Right. Okay. If you have, so the thing about it is, is Matt Coral, I'm not trying to compare the two. Matt Coral went out and lit up Alabama. Right. They didn't win, but at least he did his part. So there's a difference. If Alabama beats Texas A&M and, and Mon does the same thing, let's just say he's 25, 35, 338, three touchdowns. Even if he has an interception, big deal. He still did his, he didn't do that against Alabama. He looked terrible against Alabama. Another thing is, and this is a testament to why I don't even understand what Jimbo Fisher was thinking for the, through the first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. Isaiah Spiller, 27 yeah. carries, 174 yards. This is what you've missed out in two consecutive weeks. Week one, you got lucky. You know what I mean? Week one, you got lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Why was this man getting 20 carries a game? The first two weeks of the season. Another thing I would like to point out, Kyle Trask, Florida, they have a great passing system. Their, their run game is atrocious. Um, that's another thing. That's the key of why uh, Texas A&M won this game. They had a hundred and uh, almost two hundred, over two hundred yards on the ground, and um, Florida didn't even break a hundred on the ground total for the game. Right. So that that was another key for me. But Isaiah Spiller, man, he is the truth.
1: And I'm glad that that other people are really starting to see it now because it's been so many times right I'm just like hey watch Isaiah Spiller watch Aniah Smith he's another guy a lot of people are starting to talk about when I say it and it you know I get it I get it it's kind of like when Bruning says hey you know watch Scott Jr. Jr. from Ohio State you know it's because well you're you're an AM fan you're an Ohio State fan like of course yeah. you're going to say that well I get it I get that but now that they're watching it they're really oh you know Mark, well actually maybe he is pretty good you know but Isaiah Spiller, it, you said it. We even said it um, week one. Like, why are you having Mon throw it 500 times and you're giving the ball to Spiller eight times? Yep. Like, give it to him 20 plus. And that's what I was saying. you got to give him the ball 20 plus times. He's that type of running back. I hope it continues. I, I think, and, and I, one of the announcers or the commentators even said it, um, I think a and finally found their identity. They're a running team. You know what I mean? Yes, Mon can throw it. Yes, he has his moments. Run the ball 30, 40 times a game. Spiller, Mon, Spill, uh, um, Smith, you know, mix in some guys. I get it. You're a running team, you know, with some solid receivers. I get that. But you've got to find your identity, and I hope, I hope, I hope that they found it and they can kind of build off that.
2: I agree 100%. Like, you go from week one, he had 11 carries, or eight carries, sorry, and, you know, the 14 – yards per carry you know yeah. and that was really because it was a big run in the yeah. second half they finally decided to give him the football and then the AM alabama game 11 carries 25 yards he, he it just was not there and then the other thing was you know the, you know this week he got the 27 and it balances the offense mm-hmm. kellen Mond is not a quarterback that should be throwing 45 to 50 times a game balance the offense out let him do the play action let him be he can be a game manager, but he can be a step above game manager, right? He's not yep. a game manager. I wouldn't call Callum on that. But consistency is key, and that's obviously what we have not seen from him. Obviously, they play uh, Mississippi State today. I'm sure they'll, he'll go out there and throw four picks after what he did um, last
1: they're, week. They're going to lose this game, and then people <laughs> are going to say, Mississippi State's back. They're here. All right, now they're for real. The thing about it is, is looking at their schedule, they could win out. Yeah. Easily,
2: right? Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, that Ole Miss game's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I like I can't wait for that one. It should be a big one. And then LSU's terrible and then Auburn. I mean, Auburn would be a tough game, but I think Auburn's the toughest game on the schedule left for the rest of the season, right? But it doesn't really matter I think what Alabama, they're in the same conference as Alabama, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: Alabama has that they need Alabama to lose twice basically. Twice.
1: They need Alabama even if Alabama loses once, like it does nothing. So yeah. they need them to lose twice and we all know that's barring not. something crazy happening that's that's not gonna happen so it is what it is um it is
2: but uh I, we didn't want to touch on it too long but obviously folks we're we we do not want everybody to think that we're sec biased we're just going to talk about some of the bigger games as they happen and you know big 10's coming back soon pack 12's come back soon i'm excited to talk about those guys yeah. even when we talk about these running backs it's like man I, I really wish i had a little bit more tape on them to watch just that you know i could kind of fluctuate my rankings a little bit but uh yeah, some of these guys I
1: have, them like, first game, first game, first game. First, like, I'm just like, oh, they don't play yet. They don't play yet. So I'm excited for the Big Ten, Pac-12. I'm excited for all these other conferences to finally get back in the mix. So um, so we don't show as if we have the SEC bias. Because people talk about it. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I'll say it that. It is a real
2: thing. <laughs> it is uh, a real, real thing. Real quick, as, we're t- as, as I mentioned well, that, um, just real quick, this is Alabama's schedule for the rest of the year. I don't know if you know this, but it's Tennessee, <laughs> Mississippi State, or they play Georgia today. So if they get past Georgia, which I think they will, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas.
1: <laughs> so they don't. Maybe I'm totally.
2: They don't it, play Florida.
1: Well, they, did you say Auburn at all or no?
2: Yeah, they play Auburn. The, the uh, yeah. Okay. Second to last game of the season.
1: Okay, that's that game right. Game. That, so so here's the thing, and well, I know we said we're moving on from it, but <laughs> if they lose today, I don't think that Auburn game is an easy win because Mm -hmm. of right the rivalry for sure
2: it doesn't matter who's at quarterback it doesn't matter who's at run they have a chance of winning that football game and
1: that's why for me like the a&m arkansas game like it's not it's always a close game like there's always those games where you're just like one could be the number one team in the nation one could not have won a game but they can anybody can lose that game that's one of those games for sure so we'll see they're gonna win i'm sure they're gonna win but it's one of those games all
2: right, folks, we're going to transition into the running back rankings now. Um, we're going to do 15 to 1. Um, Stoops, what I'm going to, what we're going to do is uh, let's do uh, what? You want know, to do three at a time, five at a time? What do you want to do here? I just follow your lead. All right, we'll do three at a time. So give us 15, 14, and 13 on your list. And if you have it in front of you, give them your previous ranking
1: as well. Yeah, I do actually. So um, I made sure to do that. So I'd have to scroll up and down because I would get lost. So um, at 15, I've got Rakeem Boyd. Um, he was number 13 for me, so he did move down a couple slots. 14, I've got Puka Williams. He was number 9, so I did move him down quite a bit. And then 13, I've got Trey Sermon, and he moved down one slot from 12 before, um, only because I moved a, a couple guys in to my rankings, so that's why he dropped, dropped down. But Puka is one that... He's been a little disappointing for me this year. Um, I'm still a fan. I still think he's got the the abilities, the potential. Um, it's just one of those where it's we. It's Kansas. You know what I mean? Um, yep. No disrespect, but it's just they. If they're not having other aspects of the game uh, rolling for them, it's just hard to get that running game going. So. It, it's tough. I mean, he's got 40 rush attempts, 175 yards. That's, that's nothing compared to what he's done, you know, years prior. He's, he's had games where he'll have 20 carries and 250 yards. So just a weird time. But now Puka, he was one that I've been a little bit more disappointed on this season. Um, Still a big fan of him, but I did move him down. And that is my 15 through 13.
2: Um, The funny thing about Puka is, is like, I love Puka. You know what I mean? I don't love him just because of his name's awesome, but because we all know his, his name is really awesome. But the thing about it is, is like, I feel like Pook is going to end up being one of those guys we look back and man, why wasn't he much better in college? You know what I mean? Right. Like he's going to be, he's going to be like the Alvin Kamara. Not, I'm not comparing them to Alvin Kamara, but he's going to be like the Alvin Kamara. Where we're like, man, UT did not use this man right. You know what I mean? He's going to be one of those guys. I think. Um, coming at number fifteen, I've got Michael Carter out of UNC. Um, this guy, man, I don't even know what to say. I was watching a little bit of tape on this guy. He's surprised. I was trying to figure out a spot higher because. What he's done this year is absolutely absurd. Um, We're talking last game against Virginia Tech, 17 carries, 214 yards, and two touchdowns. You can't complain about that. Average 12 yards a carry. On the season, he's averaging 10.3 yards a carry. Uh, He's got eight receptions, too. So that's another thing that you you love Because he's got the QB1
1: of the 2022 class thrown to him. (sighs) (laughs)
2: So Michael Carter was previously, um, I think, not on my list. So um, that's a new entry. Um, Max Borhe. Fourteen. Um, I, I'm. He was ten. He's now fourteen. I think he's a product of one of those guys that I think I just liked a lot more because I'm recency biased, I guess you could say. But I've never been as high on Borhi as other people have been. But it is what it is. Coming in at number thirteen, Christopher Brown Jr. from Cal. Um, same spot as before. Um, I had him at. Thir- I think I had him at thirteen before. So, you know, or sorry, he yes, He went from twelve to thirteen. My apologies. Um, but for me, I love this kid. I can't wait to watch him play. He's several guys on this list that have yet to play a snap. And I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm itching for them to play for. another one that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm itching for these guys to play. So let me, let me see some of these guys play, but, uh, it's funny. I have, I have them kind of lined up real, you know, lined up right back to back to back. And I, and I'll go, I'll go next year, 12 through, uh, 10. I've got CJ Verdell. Uh, next, he was 13, he's now 12, it, it flip-flop basically with Christopher Brown. Another guy I am anxious to see play again this year. Um, let's see, I was 13. Number tw- 12, sorry, I can't do math here on the air again. Puka Williams um, at number 11. Same thing with what you said. It, it's, it's not his talent. It's just kind of other guys are producing. Other p- guys are showing out, so that kind of brings him down a little bit. Um, so he went from 9 down to 11. And then number 10, another guy that I love a whole lot that we have not get to see any snaps from Jameer Jefferson. I love this kid. I think that he's going to be probably in my top five, maybe top five, six, whenever the season ends, when we see him play a little bit more, he's just raw. He's got talent. I think he is actually a little bit better version of Puka. Um, and I think I kind of expect to see that throughout the uh, season, whenever they start to play. So Jameer went from 11 to 10. He went up a slot. You know, didn't play and went up a slot. You're welcome, Jameer. But, uh, but uh, all right, Stoops, 12
1: through 10. So for me, um sitting at number 12. Um, I hope I got this right now that I'm looking at it. So uh, mm-hmm. I got Javion Hawkins because he's a red shirt, right? Yes, he's yes, he's the other Okay, yes. Okay, I thought, okay. Yes. I was looking at it and I was like, he's a sophomore, but I remember red shirt. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Javion on Hawkins. Um, I've got him at 12. Um, he was not ranked for me before, so mm-hmm. I, I jumped him up into the the, the top fifteen for me. Um, number eleven, I've got Jamar Jefferson out of Oregon State. He's another guy, man. We've talked him up. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I know that that Bruning over over there. He's he's a big, big fan as well. So definitely can't wait to see him going. We got to wait till November seventh, Bomb. But um, <laughs> wait a little bit longer. But we get to watch him play this year, so that's what's exciting. Number ten, got another. Uh, oh no no. He was ranked probably before. Never mind. Zamir White. I had him at 14. He's technically my biggest riser. Um, I had him at 14. Now he's at 10. So only moved up four slots, but um, it's a pretty big jump. You know, not the biggest ever, but it's a good jump, man. But he's just – he's been showing, you know, what he's capable of. Three games in, 54 carries, 209 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Has a couple of receptions sprinkled in as well, but just watching him play. uh, I was a fan before, but I just continue to – be more impressed um now that he's kind of getting that opportunity right it's 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 his time and that's kind of how georgia works you they'll have 15 running backs rostered and it's kind of <laughs> just like hey if you want to if you can be patient like yeah well and and stay healthy i know that he had had that injury that, that kept him out for a little while but um just kind of be patient with it. your time's coming right so it's his time he, he's showing out so definitely definitely a fan of him But that's my 12 through 10.
2: Uh, give us your nine through seven. I'm trying so to do now, like I'm trying to do lumps of three in my head, and I'm like, am I doing this? Right? <laughs> <It sounds awful.
1: laughs> so number nine for me, um, is another new entry. Uh, that's Cameron Harris out of Miami. Um, he's man. He he's been. He's a he's a he's a fan. I'm I'm a fan of his. Um, it's one of those where I I enjoyed watching him run or, or play before, but this year he's he's getting his chance, right? He's getting it. it it's just watch his, his film. I was watching him before we started recording and just his runs. Like he's he's just patient with them. He can hit the hole. He's got good speed. Right. Um, one thing I did notice um his his pass blocking, right? It's it's something that can be taught, right? It could definitely be taught. But you kind of just have to almost have that eye of like, well, the quarterback generally will call out where the blitz is coming from. But if a running back can automatically pick that up, like that's huge. And I was Absolutely. noticing that from him. He was able to jump across and, and make some blocks. So Cameron Harris. Then, that
2: as well, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know. and then,
1: if I see it, they better see it. Um, <laughs> exactly. Sitting at number nine. Yeah. And then eight, I've got Max Borgie out of Washington State. He was another one. I really, really toyed with dropping him down further. I did. Um, this year, I think, is going to be big because, again, in a Mike Leach offense, like, you're going to get your pass-catching, you know, options. What is it going to look like this year for him with a new head coach coming in there? So that's going to be interesting. But given what I've seen before, that's why I kept him because I was a fan. Just got to see now that he's in a totally different style of offense, what does that mean for him? So got him at uh, eight. And then number seven, I've got C.J. Verdell um, out of Oregon, another guy, big, big fan of. Um, don't get to see him for another couple weeks, but um, huge fan of all those guys there. And, and Harris, I'm jumping back, Harris is one that, I wish I would have snatched up a few more shares of, in you know, my Debbie leagues campus to Canton, all those leagues. Cause I'll be honest. I don't think I have him anywhere and I'm really upset right now.
2: Yeah. He's a guy that just missed miss my cut. Like I was, I toyed with the idea of putting him in my top 15. Uh, he was going to be my 10 to 15, but man, there were so many guys that, man, this draft class is loaded with running backs. I know we say yeah. that a lot, but this really is top to bottom. I mean, top tier, that tier one is really, really, really good. But, uh, um, for me coming in at number nine, I've got journey Brown, uh, from Penn state drop from seven to nine. Um, just a fluctuation here. Um, number eight, um, I have Kylan Hill. Um, Hill went from five to five to eight for me, nothing against Kylan Hill. He looks fantastic again. It's just, for me, there's other guys that I like a little bit more and to touch on what Borhi is a little bit on bore again, real quick. I know I had him ranked a little bit lower than you, but it's going to really Tell how good he really is because that's going to be a run focused offense now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, it, it, that's exactly what we want out of it, right? You know what right. I mean? We want to see, we can, we know he can catch the ball. Now, can he carry the team on his back with running the football? But coming to number seven, Trey Sermon is just somebody I love to watch last year or two years ago. You know what I mean? Like before the injuries and stuff like that, he's got the talent. The injuries are a little bit concerning, but Ohio State, they got good running backs. You know, is he going to be able to produce, et cetera, et cetera? The transfer. I'm excited to see what he can do. You know what I mean? This is also a guy that if he just has a, a an okay season, he, I could see him free falling down my board pretty bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me because um, last year I was pretty confident in that top five tier that we did, right? You know what I mean? You had a top five. It was pretty solid. And then kind of everything fluctuated from here. Here, there's guys that I think have my, my top my top 3, 3 or 4 pretty solid. You know what I mean, if they change it might just be flip-flop in spots. But I feel like guys that I like Trey Sermon at number 7, if he's not ranked come January when we rehash our rankings, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's just because of the talent here and of course the expectation of what he's able, you know, capable of doing and what he does do are going to be two different things. Um for me coming at number 6, this is my uh this is actually one of my biggest risers. Um, you mentioned him already, and that's uh, Javion Hawkins. Um, I've got him at number six. I, I This kid is unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. Watching what he's done this year, he's carrying this team. You know what I mean? They're not very good, but the good players, great players play good, even on the bad teams. Against Miami, who's got a really good run defense, 27 carries, 164 yards, and a touchdown, right? He had six, he's averaged 6.1 yards per carry against them. For the season, he's averaging 5.5. Um, both times that he went over 20 carries, went over 150 yards in both of those games, right? So for me, it, it was pivotal. He's got five catches on the year, something I would like to see a little bit more of as a season progresses, but the game against Georgia Tech, he put uh, 26 carries, and then he had three catches as well. Hawkins is a beast. He's a monster. He's a playmaker. And and he reminds you a lot of, in my opinion, I, I love talking about this guy. He reminds you of Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, for me, I, I love Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a little bit smaller, just like Keyshawn. You know, he's five nine. He's not the biggest back, but he's a bruiser. He's somebody that can that really can produce on a, a on a high level. You know what I mean? And if you look at his stats from last year, he was a monster last year. Two hundred sixty four carries. 264 that's a lot of carries folks 1525 yeah. yards he averaged 5.8 yards per carry the one thing and he had nine touchdowns one thing i do love already this year he had in 13 games last year he had four catches in in four games he's got uh, uh five catches already right so i'm excited about that so coming at number six i've got um david hawkins coming at number five my biggest jump well i mean there's like it's they're like back to back, you know. You go from not ranked to to six is a pretty big jump, but this guy went from fifteen to five, and that's Zamir White. Um, nice. I, I don't know. Again, a prisoner of moment, maybe, but this guy's got the talent. The injuries were the concern right going into the season. It's still a little bit of a concern in the back of your head, but the talent's there. This 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 guy is good. He's fast. He's quick. He's he's somebody that I think that we're going to witness on this next level. I think he's going to be a playmaker on Sundays. Um, I have a few shares. I think of Zamir. I think I have like one or two shares, which I'm very pleased with because I really feel like this is going to be, he's not going to be a day one guy. Uh, He could Mm -hmm. be a day three guy, but these day three guys produce on NFL Sundays. You know what I mean? So for me, white is a guy that comes in at number five. Number four um, is uh, Chuba. Chuba's in my number four. Um, He, he didn't go anywhere. Um, He was my number four prior. He's my number four again, and um, yeah, the, Chuba's Chuba. I mean, I, what can you say about Chuba? You know what? I mean? what, what you know? I mean, he, he's a he's a bruiser. He's a good back. I love him. He's he's got super you know super talent. The guys above him are just I like just a little mm-hmm. bit more than him,
1: and that's it. So that's my six through four stoops. What do you got? So for me, sitting at number six, I've got Kylan Hill. Um, you touched base on him already. We we've seen you know what what he's what he's able to do this year. Um, I mean, having 23 receptions already, like that's, that just does speak to the style of offense, right? How we talked about with Max, it's just the Mike Leach offense. But the fact now that we're seeing Kylan Hill really show his abilities in that we've already seen, he can run the ball, you know, now we're seeing, Hey, yep. He, he can catch the ball as well. So therefore I think he's going to definitely find a big, big role um at the next level. When will he get drafted? Who knows? We'll see. But um, I, he will get drafted. He's one of those I, I firmly believe he will get drafted. And, and hopefully he gets that good landing spot. But Kylan Hill, number six, number five. Um, I've got Kenneth Gainwell. Even with the opt-out, um, I'm just, I've am just i been a huge fan of Gainwell for a very, very long time. Um, definitely talked him up a lot. Got um, him at number five. Number four for me um, was a guy who actually dropped two slots. Chuba uh, Hubbard. Uh, he was number two for me. And uh, Gainwell and Hill, they stayed the same. They were five and six. Um, so that didn't change at all. But Hubbard, I've got him at number four. Um, he was number two. Um, it's just one of those where – there. Were, I wish I remembered the game, and I should have looked a little bit more into it. Um, when Sanders went out, and I think even Wallace got hurt in the same game for a little bit, and it was kind of like it was – it like that was Hubbard. The defense, they just focused in on him. Like where else, is this, where else are they going to go with the ball, right? And he he just didn't quite perform up to that that level. But when you've got, what, nine of 11 guys coming at you, it's a little more challenging. But um his numbers just aren't really, you know, equaling what he did last year. Again, totally different season, a totally little different offseason, but um dropped him down a little but He's still top five. He's a top yeah, it was that game against
2: Tulsa, right? Yeah. You know I mean, they he you know, he ended up with ninety-three yards, but I think he got a bulk of those on one carry. I think it was mm-hmm. like a forty yard run or something like that towards the end of the game, but he struggled mightily. Yep. You're right. They stack eight in the box. One thing I don't like, and I'm afraid I meant forget to mention this, not to interrupt you here, but Chuba, I really wish that he'd catch more passes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's only got two on the year for, for negative, negative seven yards. Negative
2: seven yards, so.
1: And he's got two fumbles, which here's the thing. And and I'm not trying to go back to a previous year, but with Jonathan Taylor, right, everyone said, oh, fumbles, fumbles, fumbles are a concern. That's something that can, that can be fixed, right? Um, out of all the guys I have listed in my top 15, he does have the most fumbles. Look at
2: Adrian Peterson.
1: It, it, it can be fixed. Now, yeah. is it a concern? Absolutely. 100%. But at the same time, it's not something that's so concerning. Now, let me rephrase. If he had 10 already, now we've got some problems. He's probably not even on the field anymore at this point. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, it can be fixed. So I'm not overly concerned with it just yet. Um, but no, he dropped down two slots for me. Um, I moved up another guy that I'll get to. it. But I should have had him higher earlier already. So you'll see. But no, that's my that's my six through four.
2: Perfect. Give us your three through one, sir.
1: So three through one, sitting at number three. Uh, Journey Brown um, didn't move for me. He was number three before. Um, again, we don't get to see him until the 24th, so next week um, it's, coming, it's coming quick. It, and as I was doing my rankings, it just kind of like clicked, and I was like, wait, is this the weekend for, for Big Ten? I was like, oh, it's next week. And All right. But good news, I go on vacation next week so I can watch them all. Um, excited for that. Journey Brown, uh, man, big fan. He definitely came on strong last season. Um, I think he's just going to continue to build on it this year, so definitely can't wait. And then sit to number two, um, Najee Harris, had him at number four, uh, moved him up to number two. Just what he can do on the field, right? We know he can run. We know for sure he can catch the ball, and he can catch it like a receiver. That's what's most impressive to me. A lot of running backs, yes, they're athletic, but when they catch it, it's kind of just, you know, the quarterback kind of lobs it out to him or gives him a little slight bullet pass, you know, and they catch it and go, this man's running routes, like – He's shaking defenders, running routes, jumping up, winning 50-50 balls. Like, he's literally a 6'2", 230-pound wide receiver playing running back. Like, it's just crazy to me. So, um, I mean, he's got 10 rushing touchdowns on the season. Yeah. We're, we're three games in. <laughs> he's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Now, you know, yes, it's SEC opponents, but, you know, I mean, I love my AM, but they but their defense looked like dog poop um, in that game. But it's just – his ability, it, you know, no matter who they play, I mean, he hit what five rushing touchdowns the first game of the season. I think it was like, that's it. And
2: I had five last week against Mississippi last
1: week. That's what it was. that's crazy. So anyway, moved him up. You know, I, I, I was, I was sitting, sitting uh, at number four with him for too long. So I moved him up to number two. And then of course my number one, Travis Etienne. I just, you know, if I could put him at like one and two, I would, and that's no knock to Harris. I'm just a huge, huge ETN fan. I just his contact balance, what he's able to do. He's shown that he can definitely catch the ball. Which I know I've said this what 500 times. People, you know, because he came well, out yeah, and I guess said, because
2: we thought ETN was going to come out last year. We talked oh, so no. much about him because we thought he was going to come out in the draft. I and then he, so because he couldn't catch the ball,
1: he apparently. 17 receptions, 245 yards and a touchdown, like on top of his 56 rush attempts or 392 yards and four touchdowns. Like he's just getting it done in all aspects of the game. I'm just, I'm a huge ETN fan and I'm glad that I have, I think it's only like two or three shares, but that's all I need. You know, yeah, I'll take more. Hey, if anybody that's listening and I'm really together.
2: <laughs> you want to sell ETN?
1: Come to me. It's going to be expensive, but whatever.
2: I'll agree no, he's my it, one. I'll though. agree to the trade and then trade it to somebody else. Sorry, <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm gonna start going through my three through one. Um, real quick, three Kenneth Gainwell, uh, he's super talented. Um, I, I still attest to my love for Kenneth Gaywell comes from my partner over here, Stoops. Stoops talked him up to me, Stoops talked that whole entire team up to me, and I couldn't help but fall in love with him because of Stoops over there. So, the more I watch, the more I like. So, my two and one. I've teetered with this for the last, I don't know, 48 hours, 72 hours that I've been thinking about it. I've been listening to stoops and teetering
1: with it. I also say probably the last five minutes.
2: Exactly. <laughs> listening to stoops. And and the thing that's crazy to me, some eye popping things for me personally, when it comes to talking about Travis Etienne right off the bat, 2018, we talk about his pass catching. You know, he talked about mentioning wanting to improve his pass catching, which to me is impressive to understand that he wants to improve something that us on the outside say, what are you talking about? Like you are a good pass catcher, right? Um, yeah, he's a good pass blocker too. I noticed that even for his size, he's pretty good. That's one, that's one big knock about Chuba. I forgot to mention that is Chuba, you know, Chuba's not a very good pass blocker. And that's the reason why he doesn't have a lot of catches because he's not, he's a liability on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you're a liability, you're not going to get drafted very high period. But, um, back on Etienne. So he has 17 catches this year for 245 yards, right? He's averaging 14 for, um, like you mentioned, which is higher than any year prior. He has more catches in 2020 than he did in 15 games in 2018 already. If you combine the 28 games of 2017 and 2018, he had 17 catches yet. And that's 28 games to four games this year. He's got 17. You can tell the offense is trying to include him in that pass catching game. We talked about this last year with Vaughn. I hate to keep bringing Vaughn up, but Vaughn is that perfect case and example of what you and I talk about improving year in, year out. Vaughn could have came out the year before, but, Went back into the you know went back into the lab and said I need to get better at pass catching and that's exactly what he did. So we might not think Etienne is that top tier guy at the pass catching ability, but or he might not think that, but he is. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, on the season he's averaging seven yards a carry, which actually is his worst of his career, which is funny. But that's crazy. It's, just, it's pretty funny. But overall, his scrimmage yards eight point seven. On the flip side, <laughs> we've got Najee Harris, who is. An absolute monster. I mean, how do you get twenty three carries and average nine yards a carry? I don't understand. I I just had two hundred and six yards against Mississippi last week. Five touchdowns, like you mentioned. He does have seven catches for seventy six yards. I don't understand Najee Harris. I don't. And I'm not. I don't want anybody to explain him to me to make you under, to make me understand him because it's still not going to make any damn sense to me. Najee Harris is superhuman, right? I feel like to me. I don't know what the comp- this is like uh let's see here. This is like Derrick Henry versus Alvin Kamara. You know what I mean? Like this is what this comp- I'm not comparing comparing these two guys to those guys. But I think the comparison's like that, right? We know what Najee Harris is. He's a bruiser. He's a he's a he's a mean back. But we also know Derrick Henry can catch passes too. He doesn't catch a lot of them, but when he does you put the ball in his hands and he makes plays. You saw the stiff he arm. He throws oh, people. My God, <laughs> Josh Norman has still not landed right. What he did to Josh Norman was disrespectful. I mean, obviously the, the man's a walking meme. But Najee Harris is the same way. Like he leaps over guys. Mm-hmm. He's six foot, what six three? I think six two, two thirty. He's not. He's <laughs> superhuman. Okay, and then of course you have Etienne, who remind you of he does. He reminds me of Alvin Kamara. He does. He's swift. He's, 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 he's guy. He's one of the best. This is one of the best two prospects I've, I've, I've seen at the running back position. I mean, I know we're coming off Dobbins and Swift and CEH and all these guys. Dobbins was amazing. Swift was amazing. Taylor's amazing, but I don't know what to say, but it, it, to me, I thought about this. I was like, you know, it's like Henry and Camara, which one do you want? That's, that's really what it comes down to in this draft. When the GMs are thinking, do I want a Derrick Henry or do I want an Alvin Kamara? You know what I mean? You want both. You know what I mean? That's but when it breaks down to me, Travis Etienne was my number one, Najee Harris was my number two. I think that I I'm just gonna be like it's a tie. No, I'm kidding. But for me personally, I, I I have Harris by a hair. And to be honest with you, it, it's 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 a very small hair. And for me, I just like his bruising style a little bit more than I like Etienne. Etienne's Never had any health issues. His size might be a little bit of a concern on the next level. To be honest with you, we could have Kenneth Gainwell drafted by the whoever needs it, Miami Dolphins next year, and he can have a better landing spot and he might be our number one in 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 May, you know what I mean? But right now, I don't think there's any wrong answer with e t and or Harris. There really isn't. It's just. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about these guys. You said a lot. I I know I just rambled on up for 20 minutes and gave you everybody a half-ass answer on who I think one and two is. But for me, it's insane to watch these guys. What Harris does. Harris looks like Etienne sometimes when he runs the football. And it's 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 so weird. It just it's it's I don't know how it's physically, humanly possible. These guys are faster and quicker than I've ever seen before. You know what I mean? These guys are not the same size and same strength and same si- speed yeah. as when I played football. You know, I, did, I played high. You know, I played little league in high school for a little while. That's it. But these guys were not as fast then. I don't know what they're eating for breakfast when they're kids, but it's not the same thing I was eating for breakfast. It's I ate Wheaties and I still was not strong. So I don't understand.
1: Well, and it's like for for these two guys, like you said. You can have whoever at one and whoever at two, and it's it's not wrong. It's almost like, and I understand running backs, receivers, different positions, but like last year when like with Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb, it's just yeah. like who's one, who's two. Like, okay, yep, you're right. You know what I mean? And someone else yeah. has it flipped. Like, okay, you're right. It's just one of those, you know that that their abilities are are just top notch. It's know, funny cuz that, they're completely different running backs yeah. almost. <laughs> but at the same time They're different time, running backs but they're doing the same thing. Exactly. But in different ways. Like it's so it's I know that's again such a half-assed way to explain it, is, it but, but it's like it's they're true. doing the same thing in different ways and it's oh, Yeah. yeah. Big I love fans. it though. I love but it though. At least they're one and two. At least we got that, so. Exactly.
2: You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So folks, do us a favor, head on over to Uh, The Music City Drive-In to check out all the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network. Um, We have a lot of great shows over there. Obviously, we talk about Bruning a lot on the show, him and his team over there, Matthew Fox and Dennis Coulter. They have a great show, the Fantasy Football Roundtable. These guys are pumping out two or three episodes a week. I love it. Um, They're working hard. We're doing the rankings. Make sure you get a part of this Discord chat. It's a whole lot of fun. We're doing some weekly rankings um, in the NFL, which has been a lot of fun. Um, This is my first year really kind of diving into it. Um, A whole lot, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Give us feedback. Tell us where we did it, what we did wrong, what we did right, where you have your running backs ranked. Um, We'd like to have the conversation. If you think there's anything on the podcast you want us to talk about, hit us up. We're open books. We love to talk about different unique things. We're trying to dive into rankings a little bit, right? Before we kind of dive into more football, you got the pack. You got the Pac-12 coming, Big Tens coming. We got a lot of different conferences coming. Next week, we're going to tackle the wide receiver position where I've got a lot of fluctuate. I didn't have a lot of fluctuate. My top, my top pair kind of stayed, but everybody else kind of moved a little bit. But uh, I'm excited to talk about those guys next week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.
1: See you all later.